Hey, 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 hold on one second. Before you enjoy this amazing content for Meaningful Minute, please go ahead and make sure to subscribe, like this video, and leave a comment. We love hearing back from you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Daily Thread. Okay, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, November t- uh, 9th. 9th, November, November 9th. 9th. Yeah, November listen, 9th, yes. uh, let's cut straight to it. You know, um, <laughs> yesterday was not a red wave. It maybe was a red puddle. A trickle. Maybe, maybe a red sprinkle. Or a sprinkle. But sprinkle I think that, I think. Just, just to cut to the chase, um, the anticipation, you know, we know over the last couple of years, Joe Biden's presidency has been pretty bad. Um, the economy has been awful. Uh, gas prices have been awful. Inflation is high. Inflation Crime is, is uh, raging out of so control. So you'd think that during these midterm elections, what you'll see is is uh, the people fighting against the Democrats and, and, and electing Republicans. Right. Um, but from my perspective, I think a big issue and why we didn't see that happen in large numbers, everyone yeah. was anticipating a red wave, but in my estimation of things is that Donald Trump endorsed people and the people who Donald Trump endorsed didn't win. Um, <laughs> oh, a lot of them did win. Well, uh, he had a news conference last well, night. He went, but he went nine for eight. Uh, no, I don't know. The ex- I don't know the exact numbers. You didn't tell he me. Nine for eight. Mentioned that. So I'm pretty I sure he went nine for eight. What? What does nine for eight mean? Meaning, nine so he, he went fifty percent. The, the Mets would sign somebody with that kind of record, <laughs> like twenty million dollars a year. Uh, my point is, I'll, I'll read to you. I want to read. I want to read this to you because this is a discussion worth worth having because I think that we're at this point and ready to discuss it. And this is a tweet that came out 18 hours ago from Ami Magazine, and it says the following. It's high time for the Republicans to acknowledge that while Donald Trump was the 45th president of the United States, he was not reelected as president, nor does he stand a chance of being elected president ever again. The time has come to turn the page to Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, I just want to say that harsh tweet... (laughs) Uh, Ami Magazine, who's really a Trump pacifist for a very long time, I fully agree with their stance on, on the matter. I fully agree with what we saw yesterday, I think, is a is a, is a a result of people aligning themselves with Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump endorsed Lee Zeldin. And I know that people in New York made it their business to make sure Lee Zeldin does not get into power because of Donald Trump's endorsement. And I think that, look, a guy like Governor DeSantis, who last time won by 300,000, 30,000 votes, he won by over a million votes last night. If anything good comes out of last night, it's the fact that Governor DeSantis is now stepping into the spotlight, and I think he's a Republican nominee that we can actually count on to take on a Democrat in two years from now. But we need to cut ties as a community, as a people. Okay. Donald Trump is not it. That's my right. opinion. What do you think? Okay, I don't disagree with you, but you don't cut. You don't have to cut ties. It's still, uh, it's still a free country. And if Donald Trump wants to run, he's going to run. But he's not a king of the Republican Party, and it doesn't require for everyone to. I don't think the Republican. I don't think the Republican Party should 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 mention Donald Trump as our own. They don't have that power, Uh, you know. In the in the in the the 2016 election, when Trump uh, beat Hillary Clinton, if you remember the, the debates, there was. 18 Republicans on the stage. Yeah. Mike Huckabee was on the stage. Jeb Wolf was on the Jeb, Jeb uh, Wolf, Bush was on the stage. Uh, uh, Cruz was, Ted Cruz was on the stage. There's nothing, nothing holding back people that, uh, from, from, from running. It's, I the, get that. The political get process that. is open and free. There's two years to go. And Ron, San, Ron DeSantis, uh, I think he could, he could beat Donald Trump in a, a primary. And he shouldn't hesitate to um, you know, stake his uh, claim to be uh, uh, hopefully a, a, a candidate for president of the United States in, in 2024. And if Trump decides to compete with him, you know, more power to him. I Let him it. do it. 
I let him it. do it. Let him do but, it. And I think, and you think apparently, and Ami Magazine believes it too, and a lot of people believe it, that the Trump era has passed. I think it has passed. And not only has it passed, I think yeah, his... His involvement, and I think his involvement only hurts the Republican Party now. It doesn't help. His endorsements hurt, and um, I think well, that you know there, there was a there was a Repu- there was a Republican candidate the other day that Trump was bashing. Who? What did? What did? What has? What has Trump said about DeSantis, who ended up winning by over a million votes? Yeah, he's 20, bashing 20%. him from today to tomorrow. But you know, guess what? But, but he did help. He helped J.D. Vance in Ohio, who was behind uh, against Tim Ryan. J.D. Vance is a political nov- uh, novice. He never held political office before. And he was taking on Tim Ryan, who was a congressman for 20 years from Ohio. And uh, once, uh, and he was lagging in the polls, but once uh, Trump uh, uh, put some kayak uh, into him, he uh, he gained a lot of momentum, and, and he won handily last night. He won by a good solid five, six uh, percentage points. So, you know, nothing is 100% good or 100% bad. Yeah, but, you know, Vance did not acknowledge Trump in his victory speech. I didn't, I didn't hear his victory and speech. And that's probably, f- you can't not no. note that. I did hear. I, I did don't hear. think the Republicans want to align themselves with Donald Trump anymore. He has spent the last okay. many years, you know, turning himself into a radical extremist, and you can't be arrogant. You can't be arrogant as a leader. You need to humble yourself. He, and that's what we want to see. He, he might be arrogant, but I don't think he's a radical extremist. I think that in terms of uh, political experience, Ron DeSantis is uh, much more talented. Uh, he is uh, more articulate. You know, Donald Trump, uh, I, I'm a fan of his uh, to an extent, but I cringe because I think he has a, like a seventh grade vocabulary. I, I, he usually uses the same seven or eight words. Trying the best thing that could happen to DeSantis in regards to his presidential bid, is to have a beef and to have a to have a to have a a, a uh, an animosity with Donald Trump because okay, you know, that it, makes him more attractive to independent and Democratic voters. So listen to me: if DeSantis jumps in, Ted Cruz is going to jump in. He's also a talented guy, articulate guy, experienced guy, smart guy. Yeah, but he's you know he's also going to jump in. You know he's no not going to win the primary. You know he's not going to win the primary. stepping aside for anyone. They're going to go through the process, and there should be a process. It's a healthy thing. For there to be a competitive process to find the proper candidate, that the consensus in the Republican Party is wants them to run, run against whoever's going to run for the Democrats in 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 twenty twenty four. Now uh, you said that uh, the Jewish community, which is a minuscule uh, amount of the population, is not going to uh, lead, uh, uh, take the charge, lead the charge on uh, trying to convince Donald Trump uh, to step aside. If you know? He's not going to step aside, but I think what we saw yesterday, what we're seeing now is a clear referendum on Donald Trump. The, 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 the country has been in shambles the last two years. We all have lost money in the market. Inflation is, I, I, go, to, I go to get a coffee and I have to take out a mortgage to get that. Really? It's, it's out of control. Go for coffee? I'm not going to mention. <laughs> but yeah, but the, the stock market was supposed to go crazy today. Yeah, the, the, the stock market was supposed to go crazy if there's a red wave. wave but the only I red know, wave that's happening right now, right now is when you look at the stock market. The stock market is just red. So, it's going down, down, you know, and down. But you would think that what happened after the last couple of years, this is going to be the day where we're going to fight back. I personally believe Donald Trump's involvement, it hurts. It hurts people. People, he, he left a lot of scars on a lot of people. And people are not going to vote. Um, if they think he's involved. Okay, I don't think the reason that uh, Lee Zeldin is right now, he hasn't conceded defeat yet. I don't think the reason that uh, Kathy Huckle went ahead and, and claimed victory, uh, I don't think it's because of Donald Trump's endorsement. I think it hurt Lee Zeldin tremendously that Donald um, Trump you know, you endorsed to, him. You, know, you have to understand, New York is a crazy blue state. Okay? I get I get that. But by and, the way, and he's 
even even if Lee Zeldin does end up losing, and like we said, there 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 are many votes that still need to be counted, and right. we'll see what happens. But in all likelihood, he's not going to win this election. He became he you know he got pretty close in a blue state. New York State is a blue yes, state. Yes. And what we're we're talking about like four points that he's down right now, right. three hundred thousand votes that he's down. Right. That's that's pretty incredible. And, and, and that says a lot. A, it, Listen, so that, that's our thoughts on the current election. I, I happen to agree with Ami Magazine with their stance on it. I think we turn this this leaf, we turn this chapter, and um, and uh, we... But I just want to say, I think whether Trump runs or not has nothing to do with the, with the Jewish community. I think one of the things, even though he was a, a great supporter of Israel, Donald Trump, and is he has Jewish, Orthodox Jewish grandchildren in yeshiva, yeah. which is a, you know unusual combination of circumstances. I, I, I think that in the course of his presidency, he demonstrated that he doesn't understand the American Jewish community. He once made a statement that the Jewish community is disloyal to him. They don't support him. And the fact of the matter is, uh, whether it's uh, Barack Obama or Joe Biden, over 75% of American Jews are going to vote for a Democrat. Right. That's just the way things are. And you can't, you can't jolt, them, uh, jolt them out of that. I think Ronald Reagan, uh, uh, I think, got the, uh, the highest uh, uh, in the second term in 84, got the second uh, highest amount of American Jewish uh, vote. But for Trump to say... When he say American Jews are disloyal, he does. He demonstrates he does not understand the complexity and the diversity of what American Jewry is composed of. Yep. There's so many different levels and combinations and and loyalties and dedications and and uh, all kinds of other different circumstances that constitutes what when a person when a Jewish person in America makes a decision about whether to support a candidate or not. On so another, just, on just, another, go ahead. I'm sorry. On another note, um, so another note. Let, let, let's just go ahead when, and take the assumption that Kathy Hochul is going to be the governor of New York. Uh, you know, I wonder what that means for the you know the Jewish communities who we really put all our chips and, and we all put we put our eggs in one basket. We all came out and supported Lee Zeldin very heavily. She may look at you know the Jewish community and say, "Hey, well, you didn't really support me." I know that she did call the Satmar Rebbe's wife uh, yesterday yeah, and did thank her for the yeah, support. Okay, so but but go. beyond that, we we really. Well, you know, I remember. When does that I, does that hurt us? Well, listen, when I was in when I was in camp in Cold War, we fought with all our might to win. But then, when the other team won, we were still friends with all the guys on the other team. This this, this I think there's a little difference here. No, there's a corruption. You, you the whole the, a good politician after the competitive uh, uh, race and uh, a difficult election. No matter the crazy things you say in election about your opponent, once. Uh, once the election is over, you have to get back to uh, uh, representing all the people. And they all, the politicians all say it, especially the Democrats. They always say that I'm even going, I'm, I'm representing all the people, even though they didn't vote for me. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not true often enough, but that's the way it should be, ideally. Yeah. Today also is the, uh, the anniversary of Kristallnacht. Um, a tweet from Avi Mayer, uh, and I'll show the picture on the screen. This was my family synagogue in Fulda, Germany. It was burned to the ground 84 years ago tonight on Reichsenpromenacht, also known as Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass. He had mentioned also in a subtweet that firefighters came to the scene uh, not to put out the fires in the shuls, but to protect the other German-owned businesses that were nearby. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a day that we look back at the atrocities that were performed against the Jewish people. Uh, Kristallnacht is very well known in history. It's taught in the history books. This is the night where the Germans went around uh, destroying Jewish businesses, destroying our synagogues, shuls, burning them yeah, to the ground. Yeah. And um, this, this is what really instigated and got the Holocaust uh, started. And one of the startling things was that 
you know, people who are everyday uh, upstanding uh, loyal citizens of uh, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, and um, they uh, thought that the police were there to protect them, but the yeah. police were not there, like you said, uh, to protect them. But they got orders from higher up, from Hitler and, and Goebbels, they got orders for the police to uh, participate in the destruction of the of the of the Jewish community. So uh, you know. Uh, one part of your family uh, they didn't live in Germany, but they, your 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 grandparents uh, were sole survivors uh, of the Holocaust. Uh, uh, they lived in Poland, uh, but they felt the effects. Uh, your grandmother and your grandfather Oliver Shalom, uh, sole survivors of large families. Yeah. Um, you know they were one had nine kids in the family, one had ten kids in the family. And they came here in, after the war in 1946 or 1947 all alone and, and had to uh, rebuild their lives. Now it's an outgrowth of what started uh, 84 years ago uh, today. Another news story uh, that's making rounds is coming out of the UK. A man has been detained by police after appearing to throw eggs at King Charles during a walkabout at M- Micklegate Bar in New York. The eggs landed about one foot away from the king. You know, King Charles is not really... Uh, well, people, what was he doing there? <laughs> people are not such fans of him. I don't know. What kind of eggs were they throwing at him? What, what type they're of eggs? Raw, raw eggs? I think they were raw. I don't think they were throwing an omelet. Uh, uh, listen, egg, eggs are expensive. <laughs> I don't think a guy went to the store got an you omelet. Said, you said last week they're $4, $4, a, ga- they're $4 a dozen, you know? Well, listen. You know the I I happen I, I happen to be under the opinion, and I wonder what you think about this in terms of the monarchy in general. I think that it's just a number. You got a number of years left until the monarchy collapses. There's so much going on in the world. Do you think that could really last? You think that could really last the test of time? I, I would say about the uh, British monarchy that uh, amongst the one thousand or so things that I think about every day, that's not one of them. <laughs> That's not one of them. That's like the last priority that I ever think about. Uh, I, I marvel at people that are uh, fans of the British monarchy. It's, it's completely meaningless. I, I happen to catch glimpses of Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Of course, it was a two-week-long funeral. You couldn't avoid <laughs> couldn't avoid seeing it. I thought, you know, I thought Gnookshine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's enough. Uh, but I don't see what the uh, – it reminds me of people that collect baseball cards. I used to be an avid baseball fan. Card collector. Oh, were you? And then the, the, the card stayed in a box. And then uh, your mother gave it away. She gave it away after I uh, got married. And that's why the cards that are still around are worth so much money because everybody's mother threw out the cards. I'll tell you, the uh, it's almost like a column that we have nowadays, but I, I, I don't know, they, their front covers are very interesting usually. The cover of the New York Post today is yeah, okay. a picture of Governor DeSantis, right. and the title is The Future. And the I future. think, again, today was a day where everyone said, you know what? It's time to turn the page. Let's let's go ahead and, and go with Governor DeSantis. Hey, listen, uh, Marco Rubio did very well yesterday, yeah, too. Yeah, I guess what? Mike Lawler is really pulling out and a surprising Marco victory. Marco Rubio was the presidential candidate going back in 2016. He was one of those 18 guys. What did Trump call Rubio? With, with Trump. I forgot what he called him. No, what did, what did, Mar- what did Trump little, call him? Little Marco. Little Marco, I think. Little Marco. A low, energy, yeah, yeah. low energy jab? Low energy jab. Yeah, crazy Ted. Crazy Ted. No, you know, he's a marketing genius, Trump. He's a marketing know? genius. I, you know what? Looking back... There's some crazy things that I think we'll be teaching our kids in history, and it all happened within a very similar time frame. But he was a, a Donald Trump becoming president, B COVID, you know, like all these things are just nuts. Donald, you look back at Donald Trump actually became president. How you know that's that? I think that points to like such a failure of Barack Obama's end. 
at the end of his term, his second term, that Donald Trump was able to win a presidency. What about Joe Biden becoming president? What about John Fetterman becoming senator? Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty oh, impressive. I but mean, how about Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania? Uh, Shomer Shabbos Yid. Uh, very He's now the governor of Pennsylvania. Very, very impressive. He, he caught up in Pirkeiovis last night in his uh, acceptance uh, oh, did he? Uh, address. And uh, he, uh, he's been to Israel about a dozen times, I read. Okay, he's a very traditional conservative Jew. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to find him in, in, the, in, the, in, mm. a, in a good shul. Maybe young Israel? Uh, not young Israel either. You're not going to find him in the Aguda uh, or, or any place uh, similar to any of the Stieblach uh, yeah. uh, in Brooklyn. This, you know, as we record this, this is just 10 minutes ago, uh, an email sent out by the Trump, uh, the Trump family. Friend, I have an exciting announcement that I can't wait to share with you on November 15th. I'm going to announce something huge at Mar-a-Lago, and I want you to be there. Enter here. This announcement will perhaps be the most important speech given in the history of the United States of America, and you could be there with me. All you have to do is contribute $5 or more, and you'll automatically be entered to be very first person to meet me at Mar-a-Lago and my big announcement. Maybe he's uh, going to announce that he's not running. So Ben Shapiro wrote, this announcement will be perhaps be the the most important speech given in, in the United States, uh, in the United States of America, big if true. What if he's announcing he's discovered cold fusion? Like, I think a couple of nights ago when Trump got off his plane at Dayton, everyone thought that he was going to be announcing that he's running for president there, right, right. and he didn't. I don't know what's taking so long. If he's going to do all, it, do maybe, it. If he's maybe not, maybe it's all zigzag. Uh, how, Donald Trump is about seventy-six. He's about seventy-six. That means he'll be seventy-eight when he runs. I mean, he'll be seventy-eight. He's not that. You know, he he must, he's much more robust apparently. Than Joe Biden is, and you know, yeah. of course uh, he didn't have a stroke uh, like John Fetterman did. Although I have to tell you, Fetterman, even though it was late last night, uh, he uh, someone told me he was reading his speech, but he was pretty coherent. You know, it's amazing uh, what a couple of weeks could do, right? Well, <laughs> he's supposed to be healing. He's not an old old man. Uh, unfortunately, he had a stroke, and uh, he's recovering from it. You know, uh, apparently he can't wear a suit or tie. He only wears sweatshirts and jeans. He was wearing sweatshirt and jeans last night. He looked like the guy that came. To change the bulbs, you know, yeah. he like he was gonna be the, the senator. He could have been part of the camera crew, <laughs> but to be honest, that's how I dress for podcasts generally. So yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a shirt today, so that's good. Wearing a shirt, not tucked in though. But uh, yeah, you, do, and, you know, okay. something that that is is again annoying that we see that's happening after this election day is that we still don't have results um, for key, from key states like Georgia, where Herschel Walker, um, and we don't have re results from Arizona. And it just doesn't right. make sense. You know, I really do believe that the way to vote, and this is how it's done in Florida, and we got Florida results really right away, is that you need to show up at a polling station, you, you need to show ID, <coughs> you need to sign your name, right. and you need to vote. And that's how it'll happen quickly. And it's ridiculous. I went last night to go vote, and they say, what's your name? Tell them my name. They give me a ballot, and they go vote. I could have said any name. I could have said any address. You didn't have to sign your name? I signed on some uh, iPad. Oh, you could I could have signed it. Yeah. I could have signed any name. Yeah. I could have voted for anybody. Yeah. I could have gone in with a hat and sunglasses 20 minutes later and voted a different time. And how about the fact of uh, harvesting votes of going to these apartment buildings and <laughs> and you know with people who are older and just having them sign their name on ballots and filling it out for them. Yeah, you, you have buildings with 500 apartments and you have people going around that are deputized by in this case the Democratic Party. And they go with with ballots filled out, and they get people to sign if you have to sign, and and they tell them the date, and and uh, and that's what's holding up the works in places like Arizona and Nevada. Um, I, I think it's ridiculous. You know, I want imagine I go to Starbucks and I order a coffee, and they say come back in six days. No, I, I, I we vote, we get results. You know, if someone takes a test nowadays in college, you don't have to wait for the results anymore. Right. They scan your they scan your test, and it's pass or fail. How come it takes six days, seven days in order to get 
results for results for uh, so an election. Are, so what are you think? What are we supposed to be thinking is going on? That's delaying in these modern times. Delaying. Uh, uh, everyone voted electronically. Where is the information? It's uh, just the, I, I, the absentee ballots, the, the paper ballots that were sent in. So many people are traveling. So many people are unavailable to to vote. With all the two weeks of early voting, I think in Pennsylvania they started voting on September nineteenth. You know that. No, they had like like six weeks of uh, of voting before uh, before the before election day. What else you got there? The fifteenth of Cheshvan. This is via via MKY. Fifteenth of Cheshvan. Rav Avram Yeshayu uh, Ben Rav Shmaya Yosef Karlitz the Chazanish. Uh, in seclusion and privacy, he toiled in Torah with every ounce of his being, but when the world was destroyed, he stood tall, a general guiding young soldiers, investing the Bahram of the reborn yeshiva world with dreams and confidence to become leaders their same. What happened next was what was his doing. This master of prayer, of faith, and of humility, lyrical poet of connection, one whose heart beat with the rhythm of the Torah itself, and he and his rabbitson had no biological children, but their legacy shaped and still shapes the Torah world. Uh, the architect and general of Torah re- Renaissance, the Chazanish, which I believe is his art site today. We have a picture over here, uh, 3 o'clock this morning, of Milech Biederman, the child of B'nai Brak, the Talmud of the Panovich, devoted to Talmud, where the, cha- the Chazanish was at the cave or davening at th- 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was speaking about Milech Biederman yesterday. The uh, uh, the Spinker Rebbe from B'nai Brak was here in mm-hmm. my office, Rebbe Thrilly Weiss. Well, thanks for the invite. And uh, uh, I... Uh, I, I knew his father because his father grew up in Crown Heights, uh, and unfortunately his father passed away in a car accident when he was 39 years old, about um, almost 40 years ago, a little less than 40 years ago. And I said to Rabbi, the Speaker Rabbi, I said, I'm, I'm going to come down to Yisrael for Hanukkah. I usually go to Bnei Brak to, you know, sit with Chaim, uh, write a pan or a kvittel and, and get a bracha. Where, where, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where am I going? Am I coming to Bnei Brak? Who am I going to see in Bnei Brak? Yeah. He says, come to Rabbi Elch Biederman. People are going there. And you went? I didn't go. I'm still here. I'm still sitting here. I'm going I'm going into Kanika. <laughs> so you've never been there, Mila? No. I, I think I, I think this I think uh, I think I'm going. I, I like I, I like what I see. I think I'd like to go. And if I'm not mistaken, Mila is is uh he studies the Ishkodesh. He studies the tire of the PSS now. Um and that's I saw I was I went to Ishkodesh a few weeks ago and they had the art side of the PSS now in, in, in Woodmere and they showed videos of the of the Rabbanim around the world who have their lives have been transformed from studying the PSS now to studying the Kodesh. All right, so Rabbi Spiderman is one of them. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I filled uh, an emotional void in my in my mind yesterday, thinking about you know going to Eretz Yisrael in a few weeks and uh, making that you know half day trip to to Bnei Brak. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, and another headline, this is VH World News. Facebook parent Meta cuts 11,000 jobs. That's 13% of the workforce. Wow. Uh, Facebook parent Meta is laying off 11,000 people uh, as it contends with faltering revenue and broader tech industry woes. CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in a letter to employees Wednesday, the job cuts come just a week after widespread layoffs at Twitter under its new owner, billionaire Elon Musk. There have been numerous job cuts at other tech companies that hired rapidly during the pandemic. So I guess this is just, you know, after the pandemic, you know, social media was really the only thing that was working during the pandemic. But now they now they're just they're firing so well, well, eleven thousand people out of well, jobs. What were all these people doing? That they don't that they don't know. I'm don't sure they're building. Anymore. I'm sure they're building code. Uh, you know, eleven thousand people. I mean, you know, how how much? Uh, you know, this could be done by uh, a few hundred people. I would I would think uh, maximum. It's eleven thousand people. It's like it's a, a little com- oh, it's like big, a little city. It's a big company. Oh, he's saving a lot of money there. Well, listen, last payroll. week Twitter laid off about half of its seventy five hundred employees. Well, he said before he took over that. You know, there was a lot of uh, ex- excess baggage over at uh, at Twitter. Who? Uh, 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 Musk. Musk said that? Yeah.
Brittany, Brittany Griner, who's Brittany Griner, uh, yeah. she, she's a WNBA uh, star, right? She was a, w, a WNBA star, um, yeah. which doesn't really mean that she's that good at basketball, but she was in the WNBA. She was playing in Russia, and she was uh, yeah, she, she was, was traveling to Russia. No, right? she was. I think she was. Oh, she played for a Russian team. Yeah, she played for a Russian team. Sorry about I that. I think she played for a Russian team, and where she was traveling through Russia playing basketball, and she was caught with a small amount of of cannabis, of marijuana. Yeah, uh, yeah. which. In New York, you would probably get a gold medal for, but in yeah. in Russia, <laughs> she was sentenced to how many years in prison? I think nine years. Nine in prison. years in prison, and she's being now sent to a forced labor camp. Forced labor camp. Uh, I don't think she's a dangerous criminal. I don't know her, of course, but I think I think Russia is waiting to make a prisoner yeah, swap. I think they're trying to force the issue. You know, I mean, the relationships between the United States and Russia. Russia and a lot of countries because of the war in Ukraine is very tense. Yeah, you know, and we must be the United States must be holding certain uh, Russians that they want back, and I guess must this be. is the way. It's like a game of chicken, you know. The, the, they they squeeze you until you say okay, until you cry uncle, or you say chicken, or however that however that game works. Yeah, well, I know that the NBA athletes are speaking out um, at the start of many games, saying that she's being treated unfairly and it's unjust, and the U.S. government should do something about it. I'm not sure if Joe Biden knows that Brittany Griner exists, but I think by the time that uh, he does realize, maybe maybe something will happen for her. Um, anyways, that's our episode for today. It's a little bit of a shorter one, but what can we say? It's it's uh, America voted. Uh, there's still obviously some elections that are up for grabs. Most notably is coming out of Georgia with Herschel Walker. Um, but there were some nice wins. There were some nice, nice wins. wins. It's, it's, it's disappointing. Do you think that the Republicans up to end up taking the Senate? Uh, I think so. I I believe they're going to have like a a ten seat um, um, difference in the in the, in the house. house. I think they'll have like two. But right now, in the Senate it's like forty five, forty four Democrat. No, right now it's forty eight, forty eight. Forty eight, forty eight. So right now, in the election, so we need to, we need to see what there's, happens. There's four there's four seats that have to be. So who uh, are those four seats? The best thing that can happen is it goes fifty two, forty eight Republicans. So you have uh, Herschel Walker and uh, Rafal Rafal. Rafal? Rafal. <laughs> Rafal. Uh, listen, everybody has nice Jewish names. Yeah. Uh, Herschel and Rafal. Herschel and Rafal in, in, in Georgia. You have uh, uh, Laxalt in, uh, in Nevada, right? You have, um, um, who else do you have? Um, Blake. Blake, at, Blake. Blake Masters in uh, Blake Masters in Arizona. Uh, he's in Arizona. And uh, there's one other. I have to look it up. Can I look it up? Anyway, yeah, it's it, 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 if they get let's say they do get the Senate, they do get the House. What does that do? Now we're fighting with a president for the next two years. Yeah, it pretty much uh, it pretty it's much a stalemate. Just stalemate. You know what? Wonderful. Uh, someone said this is night. why politics is not fun, <laughs> and this is the last episode we're going to be discussing politics because it's no, just let me, let me say this just about a circus. That. You know what? If if Biden wouldn't have had a, a Democrat uh, majority in the House that he did the last two years. And the 50-50 tie with the vice president breaking the tie in the Senate, he wouldn't be able to do so much damage. Sometimes the best thing that the politicians, the elected officials in Washington can do is absolutely nothing. That's the best thing we should be rooting for. Just don't do anything. Okay. Let us let us live our lives. We know what to do. The world's going to function without you introducing all kinds of wild, uh, innovative types of uh, policies that change life very dramatically, that increase taxes, cause inflation, higher gas prices. Just stay out of it. So you know what? If the Republicans can manage to tie him up for the next two years, so be it. It's probably yeah. in our best interest. Anyways, that's our show for today. If you have any stories, topics that you want us to address, please go ahead and send us an email at thedailythread at meaningfulminute.org. Of course, please leave us a rating, a review, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will be back here tomorrow with another episode. See you soon. Be well.